listening to Tiger Cats at the Half. Tiger Cats at the Half presented by My Insurance Broker. Bob O'Neill along with Andy Fantuz and 10-9 for the Ottawa Red Blacks and looking at one of your car star keys to victory, Andy, we talked about laying down the hammer in the first half and I thought the Tiger Cats did a wonderful job of doing that for about three quarters of that first half. <laughs> they sure did and it's a similar story to what we were talking about last game against Montreal where methodical moving the ball down the field but not able to finish in the red zone. If one of those three touchdowns were, or sorry, three field goals were a touchdown, we'd be winning the game. If two were, you'd be in control. Um, so offensively, they just got to finish. Defensively, they were standing on their heads through most of that first half. I mean, the Red Blacks were limited to about 50 yards until until the last three minutes of the of the second half, a uh, second quarter there, and then they had um, Crumb came in and had a nice drive with a couple uh, key runs by himself that sort of fooled the Ticat defense. You take out that one drive and and then and then maybe on on offense uh, score one touchdown and then take away a few penalties. It's a totally different game. So um, not quite the hammer that we were hoping for being down going into the locker room. It, it, it must be frustrating for for you and I and for the team and for all our fans. Well, what's frustrating is what I thought was a touchdown reception by Richie Sandani. Uh, it appeared that he had control of the football via the helmet of another player. Feet were down. In fact, there were multiple feet down, knees down, but the officials under review didn't like it. Yeah, honestly, I, every review I saw it, I thought it was a touchdown. And uh, I, I know that the command center has more replays and more angles than we can see, so perhaps we missed something. Um, but th th that's one of those uh, potential scores that are automatically re reviewed anyway, so there wasn't really a need to challenge it. Um, I would like to see why it wasn't called a touchdown, to be honest with you. I thought he... I thought he, at my first look, I thought he was incomplete, but then after looking again, I thought his arm was under the ball, he survived contact, and then the DB knocked it out once he was, once the play was over. So, uh, but regardless, it's it's over, no point to dwell on that right now. Um, really, you know, I think you said it when you and I were watching that last Ottawa drive, it said, if, if there's no face mask roughing the passer penalty, that drive's over. Hamilton has a chance to improve on their three, their nine to three lead with two minutes left in the in the in the half instead now they're down by one tiger cats at the half presented by my insurance broker also features the alumnus of distinction for andy and i and let's bring in a guy that i'll tell you played from 2002 to 2006 in steel town had a longer cfl career with stops in edmonton also and in montreal i do believe and i'll tell you He's wearing the number 49 with a lot of pride, and I'll tell you, he was a terror. Tim Cheatwood, it is fantastic to see you. Congratulations, and welcome back to Steeltown. Oh, man, it's great to be here, and thank you guys for having me. Tim, when I was in, in college, I remember watching the Ticats, and you, you had to, you and, and Monfer, just the, the edges coming off, like just the unstoppable D-line. What was it like just playing here in Hamilton? Uh, you know, what your experience from, from college on into your pros. Oh, man, it was a wonderful experience playing here in Hamilton. I love this place. Um, and it's it even better when I got a chance to play with, you know, the great Joe Mumford, who pretty much after he got here showed me what um, 
how to really excel at rushing the passer. So um, this place really brings back a lot of fond memories um, of just being able to just come out here and show my skills, and these guys really appreciated me the whole time I was here. We ended up overlapping. My my first two seasons I played against you, but luckily I never had to match up directly <laughs> with you because even looking at you now, you still probably uh, put me in my place pretty quickly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, so you brought your two daughters and your wife up, two of your four kids, your mm -hmm. daughters and your wife with you. Uh, have you had a chance to get around Hamilton and see some of your old sites? Yeah, I did, man. I went to a few of uh, my old stopping grounds. A lot of things are have changed, but a lot of things are still the same, which is awesome. Um, especially the fans and people actually, you know, still recognize you and, and honor the, the work that you put in up here. And it's just great to be here, man. Now, did you, you in, uh, in that D-line in, in the heyday in the early 2000s, did you guys ever run into some games where you're having trouble getting pressure? Uh, and if so, what did you do about it? Um, not really, to tell the truth. We had <laughs> it was between me, Joe, Belly, um, my guy Johnny Scott. Johnny Scott, man. So we had a, a, a tremendous time. I mean, we had a great O line. It was just a matter of who was they gonna double, and who got the one on one. Um, you know how it is, man. We we go out there. It was it's pride, man. We we just competed against the people out there, but we also were competing against each other. Um, you know, co competition brings out the best in all of us, and that was my guy. My guys always competed, so I had no trouble. <laughs> well, let me rephrase it then. What could, is there any advice you can give to this this Ticat team uh, to get a little bit more pressure? Tonight, today's not that bad. They had three sacks this yeah, game so far. The pressure is there. But this year it's been, uh, you know, uh, uh, not what we're used to seeing out of the Mark Washington defense. Um, Just keep it simple. Sometimes it's just better to keep it simple, man. Let these guys go after there and, and get the quarterback and, and do their job. Um, that's it, man. Uh, keep it simple and play with like your hair's on fire every single play. Um, these guys out there giving it their all I know, but sometimes it's like they're thinking a little bit too much instead of just going out there and making a play. Over your five seasons wearing the black and goal 41 sacks, five seasons. Like, that's big numbers. I look at that 2004 year. On your side, 14 sacks, 13 for Joe on the other side. And then you add, and you talk about some other names, which I thought were great. Belly had four. Johnny Scott had four. Like, that is an insane front four that must people have, must have been fearing. And in the middle, Jason Lamar had four more blitz in, where you guys were making some room as well, too. Those of us have been wild years. And you guys went to the playoffs that year in 2004. Yeah, man, it was a great time. We, Like I said before, we, we just weren't competing against the guys across the world. That's what people didn't understand. We were actually competing against each other while cheering each other on. We love to yeah. see each other do great. We love to see each other get in the, um, the sack, but we all wanted it just as bad as we wanted to see our brother next to us do it too. So we just had a great time. And once you get that kind of camaraderie and competition going at the same time, it's hard to stop. That's why I said we didn't have many problems. <laughs> <I> guess, <you laughs> know, that's why I was telling like, it wasn't many guys that we didn't get to or, or you know, didn't know where we were coming and, and th things like that. So it was just a great time, man. Camaraderie and competition brings you playoff. Who was the, who was the toughest to get at quarterback-wise? Henry Burris, for some reason, Hank, he was slithery. No, him and um, Damon Allen, but I got to Damon a few more times, though. I said it has to be Henry Burris. It has to be Henry Burris. Easiest to get that. Yeah. Who was the easiest to get Easiest to get? Easiest to get. That's a tough question. It, it wasn't no easy quarterbacks to get at right, then. It was right. Joseph. It was... Um, Kahari, it was it wasn't no easy quarterback yeah, to get at. You got Calvillo out Calvillo. there not moving, but he, oh, that, he, he releases it so fast. So fast, you can't get there, there was a two two steps in the ball Dickinson. is gone. So it was 
no easy quarterback to get. Dave at. Dickinson was also D had, had tricky, tricky, tricky. Dicky, he get it out real quick too. Yeah. So Moss, Danny on your side. That's what I said. Danny get the ball out of there in one step. <laughs> so, <laughs> so know. good quarterbacks. Yeah, well, good 40, quarterbacks. Forty-one out of your forty-four sacks here in Hamilton. Two hundred twenty-five of your two thirty-six tackles. Seven forced fumbles. Four fumble recoveries. Touchdown. Two All Stars. One CFL All Star. Just. Just legendary, Le legendary numbers over over a career, like a long career, let alone five five seasons with the Cats. Yeah, just uh, amazing. So you're living down in Orlando now. What are, what are you doing with yourself? Yeah, so I own a gym. Um, I actually train um, Laurent. I, I train Ted. I've been training Ted for the last five years. Um, so I have a pretty good relationship with You've him. You've extended his career. Yeah, yeah, that, and we did. That's what the things that's we work on. We, so, we, yeah, so that's good. no, no. That's 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 one of my big things about training. We train a lot of core man. And, you know, we don't do things like we do when we were, you know, our second and third season. We do things like you're supposed to do when you're in your 10th, 11th season. Like, you know what I mean? So um, he's a great guy, and he works his tail off every day. Um, every day we, we work out very hard. There's nothing easy about it, and that's why he's looking like he's looking this season. Well, that's awesome. Still working with athletes. You got any advice for the, uh, the, the locker room here for the second half? Like, like I said, man, just come out with your hair on fire, man. These guys, um, they know they can do it. They just got to get out there and put it out on the field, man. I'm sure they put in the work at practice. They put in the work in the film room. They just got to make a show out here now, man. Play with their hair on fire and go out here and do it. Tim Cheatwood, number 49. It's been a pleasure. Good memories. Good memories. Man, uh, memories. I know it was a different building at the time, but, boy, I always, I've always said it, no matter what, if you're a longtime Tiger Cat fan, your pride and joy was always the defense on a second down situation when you guys either sacked the quarterback or or forced it in completion. And when you guys came back to those that North stands, that standing applause, every time it was a wonderful thing. It Good memories. The it meant the world to me, and it was great fond memories. Always great to be here. Great to have you back, and uh, glad you were able to bring bring your family and, and just take it all in, brother. Yes, sir. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing here. You guys built a beautiful stadium. Here. The fans are always great, and they're still great. Our best, and thank you for checking in there, bud. Thank you, guys. All right, folks, as we get ready for the second half, let's get a comeback going, folks. 10-9, Red Blacks leading the Tiger Cats here on a Saturday night week five contest. RJ and Luke getting ready, and they were sent it right back to the broadcast booth. And, yes, you are live. Red Blacks and Tiger Cats on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. 